Hi, this is Marcy McNeil, producer of the Next in Ed podcast. If you have a topic you think we should discuss, or someone you think we should interview, or if you would just like to give us some feedback, you can email us at nextinedpodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us through Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. And now, we hope you enjoy the following episode. Hi, welcome to Next in Ed. I'm Joe. And I'm Julie. Julie, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Great day. Having a good week? Yeah. How about yourself? Not too bad. Yeah. Trying to enjoy a little bit of the summer before yeah. it's all gone. I'm just glad we're back in the studio again. Me too. Yeah, it's really nice. I, there is one thing I think we need to clear up mm-hmm. because we have made some changes for this season and mainly that we are filming yes. so that it can be put on television. Yes. We haven't started running the the TV segment. Of right. They're not, yet. they're not up yet, but we've right. started. So for those of you listening mm-hmm. and you have heard that we will be doing the television as well, give us a few weeks. We're going to get a few in the can. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the lingo. That's, yeah. I like that. Get a few in the can, in the can. And get them edited down and then we'll start Sounds airing them on, on the MCPSS TV. As he's looking at our producer MCPSS saying, MCPSS yes, TV. MCPSS TV, which That'll is like it. a YouTube Dealio, yeah, I think it? it's on a lot of different platforms. Mm, okay. Roku, it's on a local oh. local channel that you can pick up with an antenna. It's on YouTube. <laughs> That's right. Great. That's great. Going going global. Julie. And now our listeners and a few special listeners will be clear. That's right. Okay. There you go, mom. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was for you, Miss Peggy. <laughs> That's right. I'm excited to talk to our guest today. Yes. He came in a little early and, and we were sharing some things and, and I can't wait. It's going to be a great conversation. Yes. Go ahead. So today we have with us as a special guest, Lieutenant Colonel Barrow, who is here with Mobile County Public Schools. And, and let's start with your background. Uh, you are a product of Mobile County Public Schools. So we want to get into that a little yeah. bit. And well, also there was a, a local, actually two local colleges you attended, but Mm-hmm. Uh, one in particular that I'd like to, to touch on uh, and ask you a little bit about. So welcome to the welcome, show. Welcome to the show. Thank well, you so like much. you, I'm very excited to be here today. It's a, it's a tremendous opportunity to learn about podcasting. This is my first podcast. So Yay. Nice, very happy to be here. So take us back. Tell us a little bit about your growing up and how you got to where you are today. That's a very good story. Uh, my mother's German. I was born in Wiesbaden, Germany. My father was an airman at the time. I met her. Uh, they fell in love and I started to be produced, and they decided they better get married, and and I was fortunate to be born on Christmas Day in 1958 wow. in Wiesbaden, and uh, about nine months later, we moved to the States. My father was a Floridian out of Crestview, Florida, so I attended my elementary school in, in Tallahassee, where he pursued a degree in political science, a PhD. Ultimately, in, in 1966, he came to the University of South Alabama, which was in its infancy, mm-hmm. three years old. And he became a young professor there, a little older than some of them because he served in the Air Force for about five or six years. And then I had the pleasure of attending Mobile County Public Schools. My first one was Forest Hill Elementary, which I pass every day on my drive now to here at the central office. And then later went to John Will for a year. And that followed up with E.R. Dixon over on Bittensburg University. Mm -hmm. From there, went to Hillsdale Middle School. 
and I then went to Shaw High School. So you know you're getting old, though, when two of those schools are no longer in existence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but I was very, very uh, pleased with the education that I received. I uh, had a tremendous group of instructors, Miss Sherry Mullen, I think many oh, of you yeah. know her. Oh, yes. Uh, she yes. was uh, the drama and speech teacher, and she helped develop in me uh, my ability to, to communicate well, and that became a strength for me later in my military career. It's evident now. I had First Sergeant <laughs> Thomas O. Rutherford, who was the JRTC instructor, the Army instructor, who just had a profound impact along with my father, probably the most two uh, influential men that I had in my life. And, and I have, if he came to my office, his picture's there with me, and I, I try to emulate him today in what I do with JROTC here in Mobile County. Helped me get a scholarship, went to the University of South Alabama, uh, got commissioned uh, in 1979, met my wife there, got married, and the rest is history. Spent 22 and a half years on active duty. Oh, and okay. you might remember Colonel Bill May, Lieutenant Colonel Bill May, was the director of Army Instruction here. He invited me when I was stationed with the 82nd Airborne Division to come back to Mobile and, and meet some of the students to do an awards presentation. And I was so impressed by saying this might be something I want to do later in my life. And like my first Sergeant Rutherford to give back to our community. And the opportunity presented itself in 2002, came back and started teaching at the floor high school. And I was there yesterday. We were discussing that earlier, how much those 11 years I spent there meant to me and those great students that I had the privilege of teaching. And I look at it that way. It's an honor and privilege to be able to influence young people and trying to set them up for success to be better than, to have it better than what you had. And I think that's what all teachers strive for. It is. Right. So. It is. Absolutely. So 11 years at LaFleur. 11 years at LaFleur. And then, and then you had the opportunity to, to go to, I guess, a step up. Well, I didn't want that opportunity. Uh, the opportunity uh, forced itself upon me. We had a great boss who replaced Bill May by the name of Lieutenant Colonel Don Crabtree. He was an outstanding director of Army Instruction Loved working for him. He was a really uh, big supporter of you and of us as instructors and provided resources and let us run with our programs as fast as we wanted to. And I did do that. Uh, he had to retire suddenly. His wife had become ill. And he, it was in December. He said, I've got to go. And he did. And uh, a lot of the other instructors and, and some of my former colleagues put, you know, they said, you need to be the guy. And I kept saying, no, that's that's not for me because mm-hmm. I knew – first of all, I love my students. And right. It was, it's hard to leave a school. It was very hard. Mm-hmm. And and ultimately, Sergeant Major Lawrence Herring, who was my colleague for a number of years at Lafleur, and helped ease me into that because it's a profound shock going from <laughs> active military into a high school setting. Sure. Uh, and he helped me adapt to that, and it became a strength for me following his Were you example. surprised? Yes. <laughs> Just wondering. <laughs> I, had, I had taught at the University of South Alabama on active duty, and those young future soldiers wanted to be there. They wanted to commission. Their maturity level was very high. And when I left active duty, I was working at a strategic and operational level command structures where you looked in a wargaming institute at Maxwell Air Force Base, and the level of discussion was pretty high. Uh, and high school setting was significantly different, uh, but I knew – after a couple of experiences with students that pretty much told you what they thought <laughs> with no hesitation, no filter. Uh, it wasn't the war room anymore. No, in that sense. but I, I realized I needed to adapt to my new environment and I did. And it's all ultimately about the love you share with those students. And if they Absolutely. know that you really care about them, they're going to become your, your most loyal uh, fans. And we had a great relationship there, but coming back. So that was over the 11 years, I really had that 
that feeling. Connection. And so leaving them mid-year was, that was the most painful thing I've ever done, to be flat honest with you. The, and they, it was a tearful, and my wife kept asking me, what's wrong with you? I said, man, this is, this is a difficult transition, unexpected, you couldn't plan for. However, and since I've been where I'm at now, uh, after getting over that shock, I, I feel like I've made a big difference for our students. You're making a greater impact and in, in larger. I, I would like to think schools. so. I really all I, the I, I strive to do that. I certainly do. Sign so. of a great educator. Yeah, I think that's one of the hardest things about being mm-hmm. the classroom teacher is you don't want to leave the kids, but mm-hmm. you kind of hope that, that, that what you're about to move into is going to have a greater impact. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Exactly. Lieutenant Colonel, let's get into your new position. So you you finally had to break away from the kids, and I know that was difficult, especially mid-year. I know that's difficult. So what was the new position that you took on? Well, the new position is, is titled the Director of Army Instruction. Uh, the Army programs, that there are a number of schools that have JROTC, they provide that position. In Mobile County, we're lucky to have that in this district. So the first year or two was just getting my feet wet because it was completely new. And I did find myself going back, I will admit, as a teacher, because I'd gotten so close with those students over the years, I'd probably become a big old, you know, real nice sugar daddy kind of guy. A little teddy bear. A big teddy bear. <laughs> but in this job, you know, I got back into more of a, an adult uh, army style of, of leadership where we're going to have strategic plans and we're going to look deep and see how we can grow and and. I remind my instructors and I remind myself just about every day, don't forget why we're, why we're here. Mm-hmm. Everybody in this entire facility, all of the, the largest employer in Mobile County, we are here for one reason, and that's for the students of this district. And, it, and our job is to make a difference so that they can be successful citizens and go on and, and, and replace us as just like any civilized society should want to do. And Often, we as adults get caught up in it's all about me. I need to how much money am I making and this mm-hmm. and that. Educators are really almost like pastors in a church, I think. Uh, we, we get compensated and we live well, but we can't forget what our mission is. So with that in mind, there were some objectives that I wanted to see happen. Uh, one of which, and you mentioned earlier when we were uh, not on on camera or on, on the microphone, is I had the opportunity, a colleague of mine in Jackson Public School System in Jackson, Mississippi, invited me to participate in a STEM-related JROTC experience on the college campus of Mississippi State University. I went there and I was absolutely dumbfounded because he was taking students for a resident experience for a week-long exercise of of hard STEM Mm -hmm. topics and material. And, and these kids in Jackson are very, very similar to us. In fact, I would say they may be more challenged than some of our students. And these kids were, were excelling in that program. I came back, and at the time, Ms. Peek was our, was our superintendent. I said, Ms. Peek, I just participated. So we brought 20 students. I, I drove the school bus. <laughs> That's another thing you, you learn when you nice. with the district. You're going to do all job, kinds huh? of <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So I'm, I'm the, one of the best drivers in Mobile County. <laughs> okay. But we uh, got back and talked to Ms. Peek and said, Ms. Peek, I'd like, to, here's, I'd like to do this and replicate that in Mobile County. But it cost a lot of money, and I knew absolutely no one. There was no networking had taken place yet. But she encouraged me, says, you run with that as hard as you can, and then when you need some assistance, you come see me. <clears throat> and I met with the Mobile Area Education Foundation. Uh, they helped as well to, to network. And ultimately, 
about two years. It took us two years to find the money uh, and to find the network partners who shared my vision. And my vision is simply this. I mean, we're under career and technical education and workforce development is a key part of that. Our students today don't know what opportunities exist out there. And sometimes in the classroom, we don't make that clear on why is it you're learning. You're not learning it just to have that skill set. You're learning it to be able to feed yourself later in a rewarding career. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I wanted to make the connection on what, because Mobile, Alabama has got some great things going on. Yes. When you look at our industry base, and m- most of our students are going to work locally. Uh, and, and that's and we want to, to keep them here. And we want to keep yeah, them in our community. Them and there's some great here. jobs, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was able to link with many of our industry partners and and build this STEM-related thing that related to the, the industries that exist here. Mm-hmm. And we did that. We were very successful. A couple of people that deserve a shout-out, Miss Belinda Roberts. Mm-hmm. I was struggling for money uh, because each this camp cost about $140,000 annually. And finding the sources, I was a three-legged stool, and she came through for me with one of the legs with uh, Title I money. Oh, wonderful. And it, only because she overheard me talking about it while we were at the Christmas party over in the Cypress Room. <laughs> and she, she said, come see me. And, and that helped me for a couple of years, that, the, that source of money. And then ultimately, we got the National Science Foundation grant, which led to this camp, which services between 126 to 160 students annually. We've just executed our sixth one, but we have three themes that we run through, and they relate directly to Mobile. Aviation careers, maritime careers, and advanced manufacturing. And advanced manufacturing includes things like steel making, automobile production, mm-hmm. uh, the chemical industry, and all of these, they're just there. And the students have really embraced that, and they also discovered that they're more capable of those STEM-related projects than they believed they ever were before, and that's beautiful to see. Because a lot of our, I really strive hard to get the kids to there that we know our A and B students are going to excel. They've got it great. What about that C student? What about that C and B student who they want to do right, the right thing, but they don't necessarily always get the attention. Or the opportunity. Or the opportunity. But Mm -hmm. when they present it, and if you could just see the excitement, I know you do as a scientist, Mm -hmm. but when they fix and solve a STEM, a hard STEM project, the room explodes with excitement. Absolutely. And that's a very rewarding thing to see. So while I don't get the privilege of getting to know students intimately like before, uh, now at a broader scale, we're affecting all 12 of our high schools in our district, in addition to two Chickasaw and Saraland, excuse me, Chickasaw and Satsuma have Army JRTC programs, and we service them as well. Oh, so, okay. So it's, it's broader. It's the whole than, county. It's mm-hmm. the whole county, and, uh, and that's important. But the Army still gives me some funding, so I have a responsibility to reach out to Army schools as well. And ultimately, it's, again, it's about the students. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's, it's the children of Mobile County and the state of Alabama. It's so. going to benefit a lot of students that would, like you said, would not get that opportunity and give them that confidence to go into a STEM career. That's exactly right. And, and that they might not have thought that they could even try. Well, they don't even think about it. They don't even think about they it. Think right. About it. Right. So did you, I'm thinking about the camp itself. Where is the camp hosted? Some great partners that help us. Initially, I reached out to South Alabama. Uh, South is, but the bureaucracy associated with trying to do something there and the lead time they need when I had no money where I could put money down to say, and so that didn't pan out well. Spring Hill College though, and I'm, I've got a degree there in edu- in uh, history, uh, using my GI Bill, a master's degree, love the campus, but it's a Jesuit institution. I kind of briefed my vision and they got it. 
and being a private school, they didn't, they weren't saddled with all the federal and yeah, state. They can do what they want. They can do what they want. <laughs> right. And they opened their door to us, and that's been a wonderful marriage uh, ever since. And so the kids stay on campus for six days. We take this away. This what I'm holding uh, for those of you listening is a cell phone because the cell phone is the most powerful instrument man's ever made, but it's also the devil in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> because our students, when they have this, they get fixated on on just information sharing, but no depth of knowledge, and it also can create social issues and yeah, social problems. Absolutely. So we take that away from them, and then they believe it or not, a student when you take this away, their heads actually rise up. And they look at you in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and they realize there's a world around them. There's, there's oh, people yeah, there's around him. Oh, there. hello. <laughs> yeah, it's, You're here. It's a miracle. It's a and, miracle. They, and they don't text each other. They actually communicate. They talk and speak to one another. And When we do that, some students, they really have a difficult time. They, they almost like an addiction. Now they, they struggle with that. But over the course of a few days, they they really build a, a tremendous esprit de corps with themselves. And we mix them up. They can't stay with their school buddies. Oh, that's, so good. that's good. That's yeah. good. So they it's, network. That's a great mm-hmm. networking opportunity. So it's a lot of fun to watch. And by the end of the week, they're they're on fire. They are just exploding with energy and, and excitement. And that's a great thing to see, too. So how what, what students get to do this? You have to be in JROTC. That's, that is a requirement, obviously, because it's, uh, it's sponsored. That's yes. what we do, and our, our cadre selects students, allocate a certain amount of slots based on your enrollment numbers, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a 2.5 GPA requirement. We do want you to come somewhat prepared, uh, and we do encourage that you're somewhat physically fit. It's a long day. We, we, we get them up at 4.35 o'clock, and we go to about 10 o'clock at night, and there's a lot of physical. We, we don't just do STEM, though. The Army has a requirement that we have a summer program. We, we do rappelling. We do physical fitness. We, we do drown proofing over here at the Coast Guard Station. We, we have land navigation. We take them out in the forest and do that. And we have sports nights. So they have a very, it's, it's a blend. It's a, it's a hybrid. And that hybrid blend is what, what I was talking earlier about this DOD grant that we just received where we're going to get. We were one of, out of 380 applicants, initial applicants, I think it's 380. Is it 360 or 380? 16 were selected. That's, so we're real wow, wow, that's great. excited about that. Right. And, uh, DOD Department of Defense. Correct. We have acronym. That's right. A phobia. So <laughs> is that that's not a thing? It's not a thing. Okay. So the kids uh, come from varied backgrounds, but but the instructors have a big say as to who who Absolutely. they select. We try and select okay. kids that that are motivated, and want to be there. Motivated and could benefit at the same time. Maybe that's, not have had that opportunity. That's exactly right. So can you tell us a little bit more about this work that you're doing with the Department of Defense? The, the the U.S. Army Cadet Command was so impressed with what we've done, where we've taken the 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 best of the summer program that we're required to do, and then integrated it with a STEM-related topic and education, and the fact that it keeps us relevant to the school district. We can't just be a fun program. We got to be relevant. How am right. I helping the superintendent? How am I helping these these uh, principals? And more importantly, how am I helping those students? Uh, so that they supported our initiative to want to spread this method of having a summer program to other cities and communities. So the DOD, that's the way the grant read, is to scale out. The National Science Foundation, mm-hmm. which provided us our initial grant of about a million dollars, uh, serviced us for three years. And it really get energized us to have a very powerful package. 
And we want to export that package now to other districts. And so far, we know that there are four that are going to work with us, Houston School District, uh, Fort Worth, San Antonio, three Texas communities, as well as uh, Baton Rouge is going to. That's they wonderful. Oh, that is fantastic. That is very impressive. So the good news is that they'll continue to fund me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then uh, this company that I work with, STEMWorks, uh, led by Dr. Susan Pruitt and, and soon to be taken over by Melissa Dean, a, a Ph.D. candidate from South, uh, they they help me write it. And I pay them to do that because I'm not a grant writer. Mm-hmm. My job is to find people that can that are talented. And same thing was I hire a lot of science teachers mm-hmm. to do the STEM from our district right, right. every summer. And we have a lot of talented science we, teachers we in do, the district. We do, and we have some outstanding. They come in and because I, I pay them, but they, they get excited too. Oh, yeah, they, they don't do it for that. They do it because they – They come back. Yeah, they love it. They, they mm-hmm. love it because it's hard work on them. It's long days mm-hmm. for them as well. But they le- They're learners too. They are, and mm-hmm. it's – you know, i become a big fan. We are educators. We wear this suit because that's who pays half our salary. <clears throat> but ultimately we're educators like you're best. Key education term is collaboration. Mm-hmm. Well, are you collaborating right. with other departments out there? Well, yes, we do, in fact. I do, yeah. And uh, I buy, I, we stood up because of the, the money we received, Vex Robotics, and our, our science teachers and math teachers say, you can buy that for me, and I can run it, and, and let me, and they get the coaches. There's a, a coaching stipend mm-hmm. for a, a robotics coaches at each high school. And so that, that, that's another beautiful marriage. So, yeah. Again, JRTC in this district, I can't speak for the rest, for all across America, but we are, we are in bed with all of our education counterparts. And that's very important to me. And, and we're trying to spread that gospel to our other districts. And the Army's bought into that, so that's, that's a good thing. That's fantastic because it, it's showing the kids. I, I feel like the kids are getting uh, some discipline and structure, mm-hmm. but they're also seeing a very clear vision of opportunities that are out there for them that, like you said before, they may not have even known were a possibility. Mm-hmm. That's, they don't know what they don't know. So right. You have to right. expose them to that. Well, I, I, you may be like me. I, as part of this, I had I, I was forced to get into the whole, what is it out there? I, I found out about Acra Solutions down in Theodore Industrial Canal, who, who one of the few companies that make giant reels of connectivity between the natural gas wells and the oceans. It's a very sophisticated, very complex operation. It's right here in Mobile. Of course, we have Airbus. We have uh, Austell USA. We have ST Aerospace Engineering. We have Continental Motors. Uh, and, and on and on and on. Ivonic, uh, SS Steel over here and just to the north of us. So many of these, and I didn't know those places, but they invited me in. Sometimes on a cold call, I'd call them and say, hey, uh, can we come visit, and here's what I'd like to do. And it's, it was fascinating to me as well to see these things. That's, that's amazing. And you're right. We, this, this town, this area has a lot to offer, and I think um, not everybody realizes that. No, and I think that uh, what you have going on with the DOD is really what is our is the next to Ned for you. That's what's next to so. Ned. Absolutely. That's, I mean, to go – Basically, na- national. Yeah. They're going national. You've built a program that is inspiring and mm-hmm. it works, and now other places around the country are wanting to so tap So you left that it. little classroom in LaFleur, yeah, and now you're impacting classrooms across the country. That's amazing. I, didn't, I never thought of that way, but <laughs> I guess you're right. But, uh, it, it is rewarding, and mm-hmm. uh, as we wrap up, I know we're, our producer's <laughs> giving us the eye. But I, as I shared with you, I went by LaFleur yesterday, and, and just a ton of memories flooded over me, and I posted that. After I left there, my, my students, I allowed them to become Facebook friends, and I, I actually joined. And, right. 
and several, uh, uh, well over 200 still stay in touch. It's very that's wonderful. It's a that's, wonderful relationship. And that's a and, testament to your right. vocation. Well, it's, it's the love of a, a mutual respect and love for each other. And I, I wish every teacher could enjoy that experience because that's really what it's about to me. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Thank you well, so much. Yeah, Lieutenant Colonel, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor. Thank you. And for those of you listening and those of you watching, uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to join us next time as Julie and I continue to explore what's What's next next in Ed. Don't forget to subscribe. If you like what you heard, please rate and review this podcast so others can find us. The Next in Ed podcast is brought to you by the Mobile County Public Schools IT Department in partnership with the Department of Counseling and Instructional Sciences at the University of South Alabama. Engineered by Tim VP Media Production. Music by Justin Matthews. Hosted by Dr. Joe Gaston and Julie Neidhart. Follow us on Twitter at NextInEd and on Facebook. Guests on the podcast are expressing personal opinions for informational purposes only. They are not necessarily acting as official representatives for their schools, universities, organizations, or places of employment. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.